So I'm celebrating Expo's first year in business, first complete year as of April 4th, 2018. We started April 4th, 2017 is whenever I got an email from the Arkansas Secretary of State and it stated, you are now a legal entity, you are in business, good to go. And that's a major, that, that's a major accomplishment for me, just to get started. And in that first year, you know, you learn a lot in your first year of business. It's really good to make sure that you look over. Uh, all year, I look over, but now that we can say our first year is officially done, we can look at the numbers, we can look at like what obstacles we've over, we stepped over, what we did good in the year, what we did bad, what we're losing money on, and just figuring things out, what we liked and how we will move forward in the future, how we will brand ourselves, because the brand now is totally opposite of what the brand was. We've just learned so much. And I really wanted to go ahead. I wrote it in a blog, but I can't type fast enough to stay interested. So I have some main topics I want to go over. And I just wanted to put it in a podcast form where I just go over each bullet point and really talk about what happened this year throughout the whole year. And really so you can get an idea of like what happened in Expo my first year in a cleaning business. I've never been in business before, like what obstacles I've faced, how I got over them. Maybe then you don't have to go over those obstacles. You can just know. It also helps me reflect. Like I said, you really need to always make sure you're always constantly reflecting. It's been a year and that's crazy just to see where I went from to where I am now. And it's important to, I don't know if it's important to look at, look where you're going to be in the future. Because just let it happen. Like, just keep working as if you will never be anywhere. So you're working 10 times as hard, 100 times harder. And then you get there and then you look back and you're like, wow, that's crazy. And that's where we are now. And so, yeah, let's just start going over some of these topics. And I hope you can learn something from it. And I hope you can enjoy the story. So I think a good place to start is how did I get into a cleaning business? What made me start this? What made me really start doing it? Because there's a lot of people that want to get into business and they end up not doing it. And I was in a position to where I didn't necessarily have to start a business. Um, but I did. And also, how did I get this first client, Those that very first client? And I can tell you it wasn't easy and there was a lot of waiting and a lot of feeling like nothing would ever happen. And we'll just go on and jump into why did I start a cleaning business? And the reason is why it really started a while ago, before a year ago when we actually launched um, I was working for a company and I ended up as prep cook and I ended up slicing off the underneath my thumb, the whole underneath part. And they didn't want to give me workman's comp. They didn't want to give me anything. I was 17, 18 years old at the time. I think I was 18. And 
I didn't know any better. I didn't know I should have hired a lawyer and made sure to get some money out of this because literally they paid, I paid for my, my medicines and everything. All they paid for was the medical bill whenever I went to urgent care. And I, what I learned out of that was no one can take care of me the way I can take care of me. So I need to take care of myself. And I kept doing a few things like I really wanted to get into business. I thought I wanted to get into real estate. I thought I wanted to get into all these things. And really all those things are just trending. And I think cleaning was a good match. But the reason why I chose cleaning is I was like, I want to start a business because I want to take care of myself. And I was like, how do I do that? How do I start a clean? How do I start a business? What can I do? And I was like, well, I can clean. And my first job, I was, you know, 16, 17 years old, I, I worked with a cleaning company, residential cleaning company in Columbia, Missouri called Columbia Helping Hands. And it's super easy work, is made work for really rich people. I never grown up rich. I, I was never around rich people. I was never really around houses that were in like a subdivision. And all these houses were nice. I was like, yeah, I want to clean those kind of houses. And, uh, it's like, okay, let's start a cleaning business. I got a, a charge card. Capital One gave me a charge card with 300 bucks on it. And at the time, I was actually working for Qdoba Mexican Eats as a manager, um, going as a shift lead and going to become a general manager. Uh, and But I started a cleaning business. I was like, I'm done. I'm done trying to climb the corporate ladder. I just want to start from the top. I don't want to have to climb up. And so I got this charge card and 300 bucks. I went to Walmart. I got what I could and I got a crate. It wasn't even a cleaning bucket. It was literally a, a wood crate that I put this stuff in. I don't know why. I think my sister gave me the crate actually. And so I did that and I just waited. I tried to make some websites. I used like Squarespace and stuff, but I didn't know how to do web design at all. Like my first websites were trash, but I was like, okay, the only way I can get clients at this time, because I, I don't live in a town where I grew up. I don't know a ton of people. I don't have a ton of connections. And, uh, overall I was like, I need to get a client. I'm going to do it through a website and through Google and I'm going to get these clients, which is really awesome of me, I found out, because a lot of these cleaning businesses start by referral base, and then they can get a website, where I did it the opposite way. Um, so I was just working my butt off, and this taught me that any business, if you don't know anything about websites, web marketing, you're not going to do good in today's age. So I still focus on like my SEO and my online presence a lot more than the average small business owner because I understand whenever I was bringing in traffic to my website, it was doing really good for maid service because I'd get a few maid service clients and then ref referring uh, clientele would come in. So then it'd be like I'd be getting double where most time it's like people get referring traffic and then Sorry guys, my recording just cut out. I was saying that most cleaning businesses get a bunch of referring traffic at first and then 
they're able to afford a website where I did it opposite because I built my own website. Now, it took a long time, a lot, a lot, a lot of time and a long time to get a website right. I think I've rebuilt probably five websites to get one that's really well branded, one that I really like. And it took a lot of testing um, different different website styles, see what is really working, what people will click on, what people will message, what people will search. Um, but it's given me an over, over uh, blah, blah, sorry guys, it's given me an upper hand because I'm now I get web traffic and then I get refer referring traffic where most cleaning businesses are referring referring referring. So that's something I did really good. Something that I would say I did bad, though it helped me, I think it's bad, um, is I didn't get all legal consultants. I just didn't have money. I had a $300 budget. What was I to do with a $300 budget? I had to get cleaning supplies, and it didn't get me a lot. And But if I was to start business again, you know, I would save beforehand and I would afford those consultants even though it takes money and you might lose money that first year because of it it'll make your year go by so much smoother to just save first just have a little more patience before going into business and get that legal help make sure that your assets are set up correctly make sure your tax accounts are set up correctly make sure your taxes are paid on time get that help and you will have a lot smoother and less stressful first year because that first year is difficult as you are totally out there in the middle of the ocean with no one around you and it's totally different than being on land so but that's what i learned in the first year learn how to do a little bit of web design and get some legal help my recommendations but without further ado let's go ahead and move forward into some really good stuff this is a story i love to tell and it's a long one but it's about my first client and i could have never never would have wished for the same client i would wish for a totally different first client but i wouldn't have gotten near the experience that i did get and so with that, I, I really appreciate the first client I got. I think it was something God sent me to make me understand uh, how to deal with really, really bad clients. He's a horrible client, but it taught me how to say no. It taught me how to do pricing. It taught me how to stay strict with with my niche and, and do what my business does and don't get off track and just try to help people and taught me how to just be more strict, not get ripped off and really know what I'm about. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the story. I want to tell it. So my first client, I remember all I can tell you right now before the story, I want to keep you interested. This guy's a psycho and it's the best client I could ask for. For the stories, for the lessons that I learned, everything about it was just super awesome. And so I get a phone call. I'm working at Kidoba Mexican Eats at the time. 
and uh, I answer the phone. Well, I'm at Qdoba, and it's slow, so the phone rings, I go to the back, I answer it, and I'm just like, uh, hello? Like, <laughs> not like a business should answer the phone at all, it's funny to look back and think about it. I, was, I hadn't got a client yet, this was my first call to Expo, and, uh, I wasn't sure if it was someone I knew that was just calling me, I didn't want to answer it, Expo, felt like it'd be awkward, but it was a client, and, uh, he insured me, he, he said he needed a house clean, he was giving me credibility that I'd get paid or whatever by telling me he's a lawyer, like, he's busy, he needs help cleaning this house, I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, and clean your house, so we pick a time, a date, uh, I show up, and... I pull into his driveway and I get out of my car and then I, I just hear yelling from the house. I look over, he's upstairs on the balcony of this house and he's just like, oh, come on up. Waves his hand in the air, like waves towards him, like, come on. And so I'm like, okay, I walk inside this house. It smells like cigarette smoke. It's like, it's messy, it's unorganized. Uh, I go upstairs where he meets me at the top of the steps and he's standing there in a suit suit and tie he's holding a cigarette in his hand and he's wobbly as if he already I thought he was drunk I thought he already was drinking at, and it was like 7.30am um so I was just like in shock I was like what in the world the guy looks that's not even like the end of it though like I was already in shock the guy's holding his cigarette and he looks at me and he's like well my house uh, kind of smells a little bit like cigarettes um it's like I don't know why your house smells like cigarettes that's insane he's like yeah, can you make it not smell like cigarettes? I need it to not smell like cigarettes. I'm like, yeah, sure. I sure him his house won't smell like cigarettes anymore. He was, like, walking me through all the stuff. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, he goes to work. I, I think I told him, like, 300 bucks. I was doing his laundry. I was doing his dishes. I was cleaning everything. He's like ashing cigarettes. They were throwing butts around. Had a long haired dog. I was vacuuming his couch. It was covered in dog hair. His whole house needed deep clean. So that meant baseboards and everything. I was scrubbing the walls. I had to get this place to stop smelling like cigarette smoke. Um, he had kids come. His kids. He lost his kids in a divorce. And he had to impress his ex so that he could get his kids back or see his kids sometime. And so it couldn't smell like cigarette smoke. So I cleaned this house. I, I cleaned this house a lot. And uh, there he was, just kept smoking in his house every single time I go over there. And he had me cleaning his house, you know, once to twice a week. Probably twice a week. Maybe even more. <clears throat> Anytime, I'd just be getting calls from him. It'd be like 3 a.m. He'd be like, hey, yeah. 
Like, uh, I am now. You'd be like, oh, you want to come clean? It's like, okay. And I'd do it. But I was probably making, like, 8 to 10 bucks an hour. Like, no lie. The dude did not want to pay me anything. And I had no other business. I was happy at the time to do the business. I actually ended up cleaning his house and his office. And, I mean, it was nice. I was making, like, an extra, like, 150 bucks a week. So I was making, like, an extra 150 bucks a week, which, I mean, was helping me a lot at the time, even though I was already making really decent money. I still, like, I had a lot of money coming in, and I was working a lot. And compared to how much I was working, I wasn't making that much, but because I was working a lot, I was making a lot of money. And I was cleaning his office, I was cleaning his house, I ended up cleaning his car. So, like, literally every little thing I was doing, so I couldn't... But I learned from it. So, you know, I was... I needed to do something. I would recommend anyone, you know, do as much as you can, but... I learned not to get ripped off, not to not to be pushed around too much, because um, he was just trying to have me there all the time, and he didn't have money to pay for someone to be there all the time like that. Especially with me uh, supplying all my own supplies and everything. And... So, that was really my first client. It's funny... I learned, actually, because the guy acted crazy, like, just, he was in and out of rehab, and, like, he lived in an insane asylum, is what I found out. He wasn't in the insane asylum, like, he wasn't forced to be there. They turned the old insane asylum into housing, but it's still just the thought. Of it, and the dude was just always on drugs. He's always sniffing Xanax, like right before he went to do all his law work. And so he's like, "Dude, you are insane. Um, get me away from here." So I ended up. I think I started getting a few other clients, um, like one or two, maybe. It's not like I was rolling in clients. Um, at the time, I was still working at Qdoba, but I eventually was like, dude, I can't do it anymore. This might have, I might have actually quit Qdoba before I fired him as a client. I remember I, I quit Qdoba, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And there's no way I was really making enough money to quit. But I knew if I quit Qdoba, I'd find a way to make the money. So, that's my first client of experience. Like, <laughs> I got the worst client. A psychomaniac lawyer straight out of an insane asylum. Smoking cigarettes. Ashing them on the ground. I'm supposed to clean up the cigarette smoke smell. He's snorting Xanax. Getting in your face. Acting like he's the shit whenever he's the one that's been losing his kids and shit. Like, that was my first client, and it taught me a lot. It was my worst client. I still haven't met a client until this day. That was that bad. So, would I wish for a client like that? Never. 
I would wish for the opposite, especially for my first client. But would I learn as good of a lesson if I got a different client? I would not learn any lesson close to that. You know, stay niche specific. Have set pricing. Do research. Set a price. Be upfront about it. You know, get paid for everything. I, I remember the guy needed furniture the weekend. the Like the week before his kids came. I was like, let me go get you some furniture. I didn't even charge the guy. And the guy was like, he's a dick. And I went and I bought him furniture. I didn't pay for the furniture, but I did it for free. I went and picked it out for free. I went, I delivered it for free. He paid for the furniture. Don't do stuff like that. Just don't. <laughs> so that's my expode. Expo's first client experience. So now you know Expo's first client experience. I don't remember like second, third, fourth clients. Um, but what I do remember is my first big break that I actually got. And this happened while I was still working at Qdoba. I was working the register. And this lady walks in and she has a pamphlet. And I find out... She hands us the pamphlet, and it's for student housing, like I could afford it, um, at this place called The Row at Arkansas. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do you guys need someone to clean these units? And I'm like, I'm starting up a cleaning business, and I want to clean. And she's like, yeah, we do need someone to do that. I'm like, sweet. Give her my contact information. She gives me the manager's information, whatever. Um, so I start cleaning for the row of Arkansas whenever students move out and they need them cleaned because students are messy. You know, every house needs cleaned whenever residents move out of them. And I get this job. I probably make like six, seven thousand dollars off this. Uh, complex student housing complex townhouses uh, over the course of the summer of 2017 as college kids move out and that was good that was my first big break and that also taught me something that's a different service with with the crazy maniac lawyer it was like reoccurring service and a really tough reoccurring claim and this is move-in, move-out cleaning, which is something I found out I love way, way more. People aren't in the house while you're cleaning. You're going in, you can listen to music. It's normally a lot more dirty, so you can really see the mess, see the difference whenever you clean it. And I love to see differences. I love to feel like I'm really doing something. So I make money. I hire some people. Um, even though they were like, they were friends and, and neighbors, I have them working for me. I get a little more manager experience. The row at Arkansas really pushed me forward. I, I understand, okay, so I live in a college town. Student housing is huge. So then I, I think I call around a little bit, um, and all the student housing, they do contract work. 
most of them, um, where they pay a cleaning person to come in, cleaning company, for a little bit of money in the big contract that's very broad, like, you you just feel like you're gonna get ripped off, you know, and then they'll, you'll be like, no, I'm not signing that, it's too broad, it, it doesn't specifically say, it says all this other stuff too, and they're like, oh, no, it's just a general outline, it's like, okay, then change it, don't ever sign one of those, you know, the worst thing would be not to get paid because you didn't clean windows that are five stories in the air when you only clean inside, so don't sign anything like that, um, so what I was looking for was to clean student housing. Everyone's like, yeah, whatever. You need to sign this contract, okay? Um, what I didn't understand was there's something called the early move-in. And the early move-in is they don't have their cleaning services come in yet. So the, the units are gross. They're not cleaned yet, and students are moving into them. So it's like, okay... How do I get to these people? So then I go up to this place called the Cardinal. I only did it to one complex. And I mean, last year, the first year, I probably couldn't have handled more than that. But 2018 is going to be huge. And I'm definitely going to do this. Is I was like, hey, in case anyone needs early move-in cleaning, will you refer them to me? And they're like, yeah, we'd be happy to. We know no one else that does this. We probably made $2,000 and like two days from these early move-ins with one complex and that's freaking sweet for a first year I had to turn down people even um, so learning from that taking away from that I will definitely be doing that student housing is huge and the early move-ins are huge don't sign the contract for those big claims just get the individuals and that's Okay, so at this point in the Expode first year story, I missed a very important part, and I need to backtrack before the Cardinal at West Center, before the row at Arkansas, before Daring, actually, before I quit Qdoba, Daring the Crazy Maniac Lawyer, right as we're getting started in our first client. I do something huge. Expoed, I mean, it's not, it's growing. We got one client now. Uh, maybe I cleaned one house, someone moved in and moved out. Um, up to this point, I'm using my mom's vacuum and whatever. I don't need a crazy vacuum. I get another charge card. This time I get like a $2,000 max or something. And what did I do with it? Is so I was like, I want a Dyson. And now that I used a few different Dysons, I own four. At the end of my first year, I have four Dysons. And I bought a huge, the biggest Dyson they have. I spent $700 on a Dyson. Everyone's like, Neil, this is crazy. Why do you need this big vacuum? Um, for me, it made sense. The reason why it made sense was... I needed something to hold me accountable, to make me keep pushing forward in the cleaning business, and no one else understood this. Everyone was like, Neil, you are insane. You don't need a $700 vacuum. My takeaway from buying a $700 vacuum, buying anything huge, making huge purchases in general is do it. 
because then you're held accountable to keep working hard, keep making big moves. Big moves are important. You just need to, I mean, I love, even at the end of the first year, I'll tell the story of how I splurged. Huge. I made a huge purchase. And it holds you accountable. So keep doing that. And I I tell you, you'll be successful. I mean, people might say that I'm wrong. Uh, That's how you get in trouble in business. I don't believe it. Keep splurging on huge things that you know will make you money. Okay, fast forward now. Sorry we had to backtrack there. And tell you about the Dyson experience. The splurge to make money. We, We can go past the row at Arkansas. Past the Cardinal on West Center. Past the crazy maniac lawyer, past quitting, Qdoba, huge move, and getting settled as a cleaning business. At this point, I decided I was going to be not just a maid service, not just an interior cleaning service. At this point, I thought I wanted to clean inside, outside, everything. An idea that I still like to hold on to, but it's not as easy as it, as it sounds or as I, I would like it to be. It takes a lot of hard work to understand, and it still might be another couple years before I can be where I want it to be as an overall house cleaning service. But that's not the topic here. The topic here is Hannah Quits Hertz Donut. And this was major for me because I needed I needed help with Expo bad. There wasn't necessarily enough work. It was in October and there never wasn't necessarily enough work to employ me and another person full-time. I needed a part-time work, and that's all Hannah needed. She was in school. Um, if we backtrack a little bit, I could tell you that so during student housing time, business picked up a lot. Like, I had four people on, and then it dropped down, but it was still growing. So, like, if student housing never happened, business was still excelling. And uh, we were back to normal, so business got fixed back to how it should be, and we're growing, and I needed Hannah really bad. I needed to hire someone, but I needed to hire someone I could trust, someone that would do a good job. Hannah quits Hertz Donuts, and she's working for me a little bit, and she finally, I finally talked her into it. She finally noticed, Expo's going to do something. Maybe I don't need to be in college maybe I can quit but I'm gonna quit after this semester that's great news for me but I just kept getting busier and busier and busier I needed her to help me out bad and I needed her to be 
before the semester ended. Because I was working my ass off. I didn't get what I wished for. And I'm glad, I'm glad she finished things. She finishes the semester. Stops going. Doesn't sign up for another semester. You know, her family's mad, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're doing good. And once that happens, we hit the Christmas rush. And I thought it was, I was like, dang, this Christmas rush is crazy. Everybody gets their house clean for Christmas. It might be a thing. We might have been getting good Google traffic at this time. I'm still really working on my SEO and, and getting more views and hits on Google. We're getting referring traffic after doing maid service. Um, so we get busy. We had our best year in December thanks to that Christmas month. And I didn't see it possible at the beginning, though I was really busy just me. But then Hannah gets out of school December 13th. We work our butts off. We are tired by the end of the month. We end up coming out of there. I mean, for two people that are tired, we didn't make that much money. We ended the month, I, I think, like right over 5000 bucks. But we were like, wow, we just made $5,000 in a month. You know, Hannah was used to making $400 a month. And I was used to making like $1,500 a month whenever I worked at Qdoba. So this was like a huge month for us. And we're like, sweet, we're doing good. So is record-breaking month, the month that Hannah finally quit. She, she's out of Hertz. She's out of school. And we started seeing breaking, like, Expo greatest revenue months. So like I said, January was huge. It was the last tax month of the year. But we're going to move into January because you got to think. Expo started April 4th, so it hasn't been a year. So it all goes into the same story. First year of Expo, that means April 4th. That's the birthday. It's a good day. But January, the first two weeks. So we had the Christmas rush. Christmas happens. It's good. We get back to Northwest Arkansas after visiting family. We're a little busy, I think, for the last couple days in December. And then, or maybe we weren't, but then I remember January 1st hits. And it is dead. We have, like, reoccurrings, but not a lot. So we're making, like, $500 a week. In the first two weeks, we don't get any phone calls. We make less than $1,000 in the first two weeks of January. And we're like, wow, this is a horrible start to the year. Maybe business hasn't been picking up. Maybe we've just been lucky. Maybe business is just supposed to be dead. Maybe people don't get their house cleaned in the winter or whatever. And then two weeks into December, January, two weeks into January, and it starts hitting. We get this house. We called it the hell house. It is the worst clean. Like, the biggest. It wasn't the biggest house. It's the biggest clean. There was so much dust in this house. It turned to dirt. Like, the toilet gross. Like, it was horrible. And that's a whole nother story in itself. But, 
we end up ending January in $6,000, over $6,000. I think we were like $6,500 for the month. And that's crazy because the first week, first two weeks, we only did $1,000. So we made $5,000 in two weeks. We're like, wow, that's huge. So we're back on pace. We're working our asses off again. And we're like, okay, so we're really doing something. And then it becomes the norm. Like, before this, we were used to making like $2,000 a month. Now we're making six. February rolls around. Same thing, $6,000. March. March was crazy because me and Hannah were out for two weeks. It's another two-week we were out, and we still made $6,000. And then comes a good month, and it's the month we're in now, and the month we're reflecting on. Actually, I got I have another story from March, because March, we did something big. So, business is picking up. We're making, like, six to $8,000 a, a month, like supposed to be if we didn't get sick and get out for two weeks and like we would have had we would have had a ten thousand dollar month if we didn't get sick and we took a week off we had to go to a family emergency and so we're getting all this traffic and we're driving in a honda accord taking all this cleaning supplies we're like we need a van well to start out the year like okay let's do what we did last time I was spending a lot of money. Last time it was 700 bucks. People thought it was crazy. This year I spent 21000 And I bought a van. Brand new. 2017. So I saved a little money on it. Because this is a leftover. And we bought a van. And it's so nice to have the van. It's so easy to drive the van. With all this product. Like... Anything that needs cleaned, we have something for it. In the car, we don't have that luxury. The car gets messy because everything's so crammed. That was a March for you. March is good. Now we're in April, and April is the month to reflect. And wow, has Expo been good for me? Has it been good for Hannah? Has it been good for Northwest Arkansas? Yes, yes, and Yes, and I hope it can be good for you. I hope you listening to this, you can get something out of it. For me, it's nice to talk about it and reflect on the year and what all has happened. Yeah, we bought a van. That's crazy. We went, we went from first year. We went along. So we we come up on on the one year mark and we start reflecting we get all of our accounting stuff done and we can see all our numbers and we can see what service we like the most which is stressing us out much what isn't making us money what is making us money how can we expand this company we start thinking like if we hire people, what if they go inside a house, maid service? What if we're doing maid service, we hire someone. They go into a house and they steal something from someone that's rich, really wealthy. Like, they could crush us in a lawsuit because those are the kinds of people that get maid service. 
And I'm like, yeah, you're right. They're not paying as good. Maid service doesn't pay as good because people are, it's an expense for recurring. They can't pay as much because they're always paying for it. And there's also, you got kids giving sticky fingers all the time. Like, there's scheduling. We can't leave town if we need to as easy because we have to be here to clean someone's house weekly every other week. Us rescheduling, everyone says, well, we'll, we'll, I'll work with you with scheduling. Well, so will everyone else. That's too hard. So what do we do? We say, well, this cleaning service is making us the least amount of money and is stressing us out the most. Let's get rid of it. Buy, buy, made service. Expo does not do it anymore. Something that we, we first started as Expo the final touch to a home your family will truly love. And what I meant by that was a maid service. We would come into your home, you know, every week and clean it and make it perfect for you. We can't offer it anymore. So, sad day. We have to cancel out a lot of clients. We have to break up. They are seriously breakups. We have to break up with these clients. It's so hard to do. It was a great trial to see if we wanted to do it. And I'm glad we did all these trials and tried all these services. But it's so hard to break up with clients. And it's so hard to be like, well, I don't have this reoccurring cleaning coming in anymore. This reoccurring money coming in. Like, we knew how much we'd make. Now we don't know how much we'll make. But... We make more money. We went from making 25 an hour to 40 an hour because we're dealing with bigger cleans. We went from having five clients, or we went from having 25 clients a week to having five clients a week that pay more. And that's huge if you can do that. And I think that's an important step to us. We're less stressed out. We're making more money. We feel good. We can also go into houses and record and take before and after photos and really get known for a company that cleans dirty. We are now expo. We clean dirty. And that's all we do. We really clean the dirty shit up. Make that thing livable again. Bye-bye, maid service. I'm glad we had you around, but I'm glad to say expo does not have to do deal with it anymore um, I'm I'm happy uh, and I'm 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 still understanding like you gotta keep looking what my takeaway is for you for me you gotta keep looking at the business and saying what is making me the most amount of money what's losing me money and if it's losing and not making you as much money is it because it's easier? Because if it's not because it's easier, then you should probably start doing something different. So that's what we do. Buy made service. Expo does not do it. And this is the new wave of Expo. Or at least part of the new wave. Okay, so... I'm getting home after a long drive. And we're about done telling you guys about the first year of Expode 
And I'm crawling into bed right next to Hannah, just in time for her part of the story. And right, right before April 4th, me and Hannah sit down for a minute meeting. And as of April 4th, 2018, at the beginning of the second year of Expo, Hannah becomes a co-owner kicking me out of my position as full-time owner just kidding <laughs> hannah works hard for expode and loves it just as much as me hannah how happy are you to be part of expode and and a co-owner of expode i'm so happy <laughs> <laughs> that's good so that's big news expode neil and hannah So 2018's over. I've told you the story of Expo's first year in business, and it's been great. So now it's time for us to move on to our 2018 goals, our goals for the second year in business, and what you can look forward to seeing Expo accomplish for our second year. And a big one is... Hannah, what do we want to do? Clean frat houses? Yeah. Clean the world's dirtiest frat house. A television show. Netflix show. Hulu show. Maybe just a YouTube show. Coming soon. We're going to show you guys how to clean some of the world's dirtiest frat houses. Some of the world's dirtiest houses. We're looking for them. And we will clean them. And we'll show you guys and bring you along. Another big thing is we want to end the year with eight employees, which might be stretching it. It's a huge goal right now. So we want to have 10 people in total, me, Hannah, and eight others. Right now, what the way I look at it is first year we went from me not even having any work to having enough work for me and Hannah. And we're tired and we're working a lot. And we're working too much sometimes. So at the end of this year, second year, if we could have eight other employees, that would be huge. We would love to do that. And a third thing is we're going to focus a lot on residential make-ready services for renters. And that's all we're going to focus on. And I'm just really excited to move on to the second year of Expo. And I'm glad to do it with Hannah. Though she keeps trying to touch me right now. I just want to tell you I love you by holding your hand. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Let me know if there is any questions you guys have about our first year and how maybe if you're starting a cleaning business or business in general if I have any anything any takeaways that I didn't explain ask me and I'll tell you my if I had a takeaway on it and see if I can't help you guys out more and note to myself there you go Neil boom thank you for reflecting on that it's good to reflect everyone else reflect 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 reflect